I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Are we ready, friends? Oh, are are we doing a countdown? Yeah, I'll do it. Three, two, one. It's showtime. Oh my god, I love it! Look at us, we're Hello, adorable. Plebeians. Ah, you did go with the... Did go with the... I love it. Oh, and the glass of wine. See, all I have is this, truly. I couldn't think of an appropriate beverage. Yeah, I did, I did grab my last podcast glass, because it is, you know. Hell yes. We do love to see it. Oh, this is so exciting. Oh, I love Halloween. I think I've said that every single episode for the past, like, three weeks. Perhaps. Possible. Very possible indeed. So do we have any um, fun things we'd like to say about Halloween or about anything? (gasps) Entirely coincidentally, I have this Waldo Funko Pop on my desk. Oh, I actually, I ordered a new Funko Pop and it arrived today. Let me grab it for you. Technically, this is a Wenda costume. So this is like, I don't know what the relationship between Waldo and Wenda is supposed to be. Like, are they dating? Are they siblings? I don't know. Ah, I could read the package at first. I don't either, but I like it. Uh, it's Luke Spiller. It's the guy from the struts. I See, saw here's the, the thing. That existed, and I had to have it for myself. Oh, there he goes. He's so top heavy. I don't know how he stands. What's the thing? Do tell. No, like, Luke Spiller might be cool. He might be a badass. But has he ever crossed the Rubicon without even asking the Senate's permission? No, he has not. I think not. Oh, look at you with the snacks! Literally stopped the market. I was like, hang on, I got some like second wind inspiration. I love that so much. I love to see I love to see the Reminds me of being at Comic Con. Anyway. (laughs) Do we wanna hop right in or do we have any other fun thoughts that we would like to share before we begin? Nope. Forgot to put on my Halloween socks. I was going to. I have socks that say trick or treat, smell my feet. I love it. I'm just wearing, yeah, actually, I don't have any fun Halloween socks on right now, even though I do have them. Oh, well, thus is life. So I guess we'll start with a question 
provided by Dr. Brooks here. Would you like to read what you, would you like to share with the class? Oh, that was mine? The first one? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> Doing uh, great. I, I, I feel like this one isn't going to be very controversial, but the question being whether clowns are considered funny or scary. I really think Sorry. it depends. I don't get the whole thing where people are like, clowns are scary under any circumstance. They creep me out, man. <laughs> Doesn't I matter. Think, I think clowns are scary, but in the way that, like, Jaws is scary. More like, yeah, kind of, but also they're just funny. See, I don't know. I don't, I don't get... have a particularly... I get the fear. Right, though, because you yeah, can't I mean, tell. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I've read, <laughs> I've read but... it. It's not even that, like, even before I was aware of, like, it as a, as a book in the film and everything, like, there's something to me about an adult who enjoys just caking on makeup and wearing ridiculously large shoes and ridiculous outfits and, like, hanging out with children. Okay, that... yeah, well, when you put it like that. Yeah. It feels weird to me. And, I mean, I guess the whole John Wayne Gacy thing really has kind of soured the the notion of the clown as a child's entertainer? Yes. Pogo the clown. That is my concept of a clown. Yeah, um... Oh my god, do you do you remember when Sunni Genesio went into clown lockdown? Oh, I forgot- oh my god, I forgot that that used to be a thing. The- no? the clowns- clown. the clown sightings where they would just have, like, knives and stuff? I mean, I remember that being a thing. I remember it being a thing at Geneseo. Oh, yeah, no. It was, like, it was well after, like, actual, like, class time for the day. It was, like, sometime in, like, it was, oh, I think it was almost, like, 11 o'clock at night. But I was a oh. freshman, and this email went out. It was, like, uh, yeah, there's a clown with a knife over on Southside. Don't go outside. Huh. Maybe they didn't email the faculty. Yeah, I don't see why they would. So that happened. But I don't understand why we didn't just do what they did at, like, I think, I want to say it was UPenn or something, where they spotted a, were, like, a knife clown on campus, and all of the students, like, armed themselves and ran him off, and, like, ran him off the premises. Why didn't we do that? That would be very Night Stalker-esque. Like, just baseball bats. Got caught. Oh, yeah. Attacked by a mob. Love that story. Indeed. But yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know why that didn't happen. I think that would have been a much more fun conclusion to the story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean I personally don't get the clowns are scary under any circumstance, but a lot of the times they most certainly can be. Like again, Stephen King's it. Sometimes they're holding knives. I don't care for that. And, and and I don't care for that shit at all. And I don't care. But okay. <laughs> but uh, but wouldn't anything be scary if it was holding a knife? Well, I mean, I don't think I'm scary when I'm holding a knife. <laughs> well, no, but like it depends on how. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, like if there's get... a lot of things. They are going to move into the scary territory if they are wielding a I... knife at me. Can I just say this? Yes. I am personally 
terrified of knives. Do tell. Like, is is there just any... Oh, yeah. Better watch out. <laughs> I'm apparently just gonna try to shoehorn in as many serial killer references as I can. Um, but wasn't Good. that... Why... Put that last podcast knowledge to use. Was it Gacy that killed his first victim because he was just holding a knife and he thought that he was gonna kill him, but he was just making him breakfast? I think that was Gacy. May. I can't remember when I listened to those episodes. I'm pretty sure that was Gacy. Um, and that was I like... Think, actually, I think you're right, because I remember I was listening to that series um, in the lock house with my co-worker, and it did the, like, you know, thought it was going to make him breakfast or whatever, and I did the, and then he ran into my knife. He ran into my knife ten times from uh, Cell Block Tango. <laughs> But a situation like that, he's just like, you know, a nice young fella making him breakfast and he happened to be holding a knife and he's like, well, I better kill this dude. And then yeah. I felt... If, if your solution is immediately murder, big yikes. Big yikes on that front. And I mean, I, you know, it's John Wayne Gacy we're talking about here, but, you know. It was his first murder, though, too. That was how he found out he liked it. Ooh, gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I won't uh, ex- elaborate on what made him realize he enjoyed it. <laughs> Just leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving right along. Still- He's, the He's the killer clown, so it- this is very it- appropriate. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I would use the word scary for clowns. I guess more creepy. Like in literally any context, I find them creepy. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I, mean, I don't find them creepy in every context, but they most certainly can be. I think that things that go against, I don't know, what you come to expect is unnerving. Like, if you had, like, a bowl of popcorn, but smelled like meat, like... That's a Magnus Archives be- episode! Is it really? No, it just, it has the energy of a Magnus Archives episode. <laughs> but, like, there's nothing inherently um, um, toxic, like to you about popcorn and there's nothing how to talk to you about me but you put them together and like, yeah no i do get that i do get that so like yeah you ha- when you put together things that like you might be okay with them on their own but combined yeah no i get that i mean i think it's kind of like that sort of uncanny valley thing where it's like they don't look quite human but they're close enough that it's like weird for a lot of people i mean I get it. Also, side note, I really wish I had gotten setting, like, powder for this makeup instead of setting spray because I look so shiny. But it's fine. Anyway. I mean, that's, that Uncanny Valley thing is the same reason why I really, for the most part, don't like puppets. Interesting. I had a friend who had a real issue with animatronics. Some puppets are okay, but occasionally I just find them very unsettling. I'm not a big talking animal person. Hmm. I that's, think that's... the more realistic a puppet looks, the or, like, the more realistic it's trying to look, the creepier it gets. Mm-hmm. Because, like, like, Jim Henson stuff, I'm yeah. very much cool with that, even the ones that are supposed to be, like, people, because they're very, like, like, the, like they're very cartoony sort of people well 
I don't know that that necessarily holds because I used to work for this talent agency in Chicago and they did like mostly like bands and comedians and stuff for college, but they would also represent kind of like entertainment that people would hire on a local basis. So like, you know, for parties and stuff. Yeah. And we had these clients that were called those funny little people. And essentially what it is, is they're people, um, they dress like basically normal from the neck down, just, you know, kind of cutesy costumes, but then they have these giant heads, giant heads. Um, Interesting. to me, they're the stuff of nightmares, mm-hmm. and I don't know why anybody pays for them to go to events. My colleagues used to mess with me by cutting up pictures of them out of, like, the flyers and stuff and putting them into my bag so that I would discover them when I went to, like, grab my lunch or something. That's kind of fantastic. I'm not going to lie. They're awful. I hate them. Uh, yeah, and so those aren't very realistic. So don't watch that movie, Frank with michael fassbender oh i haven't seen that but i know what you mean because he's a guy with a giant paper mache head yeah so here's like a blast from the past what about harry potter puppet pals and the the ticking time bomb good stuff no the the, the mysterious Mysterious ticking ticking noise. noise i have no idea what you're talking about oh my god age yeah, I know. Yeah. It was made by someone who was, like, in his late 20s at the time. Okay. And this was, like, a decade ago, at least. But, like, probably four kids, and I was not a kid at the time? Oh, no, it was definitely more than a decade ago. Like, I I remember watching when I was in, like, third or fourth grade. And then I have no idea how long it had been now prior to that. We're going to have to take a fun little trip down YouTube memory lane. The thing that's weird to me about you not knowing that is that I was watching that at the same time I was also watching, like, Charlie the Unicorn. I was in college. Yeah. So I wouldn't have been watching Harry Potter <laughs> <laughs> college. Eh, it's, it's, I mean, definitely wasn't aimed at, like, children exclusively. Well, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I never heard of it. Definitely was not being watched in college. Everybody was watching Grey's Anatomy then. And that's still not. But, you know, yeah, I've never watched a single episode of Grey's Anatomy in my life, and I don't plan on it. But that was what the people were watching. Um, we have a second question provided by you. Yeah, you're kind of killing it. <laughs> Tell the people. So I feel like this is a very controversial question. I feel like people. This comes up every cool. single year. Yeah, but there was a specific reason why I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Candy corn, good or bad? Good when you first bite into it, and then bad by the time you're done with it. Interesting. You know what I miss was, like, the pumpkins. I don't like the pumpkins. Oh, I love. I I, I can't eat them anymore, but I love them like that. Favorite part. Yeah, no, I like... Don't... The, the top white section of, like, your average triangular candy corn, like, I always bite it off in, like, the color sections, because, like, duh. That I enjoy, but then as soon as I, like, bite off the second section, I'm like, why am I eating this? Or you could just put the whole thing in your mouth, because it's tiny. Yeah. It's not the same, though. It all tastes the same, it's just food coloring. 
it, but like it's different in my mind, and therefore it matters. The whole thing. I didn't even know this until recently when I was like, I don't know the answer to this, so I looked it up. It's supposed to be vanilla marshmallow flavor. Really? I thought yeah. it was just vague sugar flavor. Yeah, that's what I thought, but no. And then once I read vanilla marshmallow, I was like, oh yeah, I guess it does taste like that, you know? But now I might actually have to eat some candy corn to like fact check that for myself. Yeah, I haven't had regular candy corn in I don't know how long. But I feel like people always say that it's, uh, like, waxy or whatever. It is a little. Yeah. Like, just consistency-wise. The entire reason... I have it right here. I put it in the drawer so I didn't forget it. I got this s'mores candy corn. Interesting. Does it pass um, the s'mores um, flavor test for you? I love it so much. Okay, good. I got it from from a small candy shop in Canandaigua. We love to see it. Um, And it is delicious, and it is not waxy. Interesting. Yeah, that was the first thing I said when I ate one of them. I was like, oh, so candy corn doesn't have to be waxy. So maybe it's just the mass-produced candy corn. Yeah, but it's actually, like, really good and really addictive. I've had it for two and a half weeks, so I don't know how I still have that much left, but... That's impressive, seeing as you just described it as addictive. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that's extremely, extremely impressive. Yeah. Well, part of me, and there's not really a good reason for this, but part of me was intentionally trying to make it last, so I would have a visual aid for today. Although it okay, doesn't you really... know what? I admire your commitment. Yeah. yeah. I really do. I kept thinking, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to be able to do it. But I but she did. Now we can support the local business. Sweet Expressions Candy Shop in Canada, New York. If you're around, check them out. Some the free advertising for local businesses, baby. Yeah, they're wonderful there. We love to see it. Yeah, but I... Is that the place we went in when we were in Canada getting piercings together? Um, I... Maybe? I can't remember if we actually went in or not, because it is right down the street from the, the piercing shop. We definitely did go into a sort of bakery candy shop type deal we went in and out of a few places well we went to that one bakery yes. where we got the chocolates but this is on the other side of the street so perhaps not anyway yeah. um yeah i don't know again i start eating candy corn and i'm like yeah and then by the time i'm done i'm like why did i do this what was the point I feel about candy corn like the exact same way I feel about jelly beans at Easter, where it's like, I want like five of them. And that's it. I want good for the year, yeah. <laughs> like, um, sometimes my parents will get, you know, just assorted jelly beans, and I'll get one of each flavor, and I'm like, okay, that's all I wanted. Um, hot take, <laughs> the black licorice jelly beans? Disgusting. Oh, wait. We finally agree. Okay. There we go. There we are. And the Venn diagram becomes a circle once more. I don't dislike many things, but Annis is one of those. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Not nuts about like, it. Like, I'll eat it. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> There's nothing I won't eat. I just won't be happy about it necessarily. I think it's. I'm like both impressed and terrified that you have no hard no, I will not put that in my mouth foods. Can't think of any. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, I do have a rule where I've decided to at least try not to branch into any new meats. Like, 
I know I'll never be a vegetarian, but at least I cannot like try a meat I've never had before <laughs> and start eating different animals. Yeah, it's already too late for me. I've done that. Well, I mean, like, if I've already eaten it, I'll keep eating it, but, you know, there's, um, it doesn't exist anymore, but there used to be a Belgian burger bar, um, cool. called The Tar, and every Wednesday, I believe it was, they had wild game night, where they would have a meat of a different animal. Okay, that's, like, nice. kind of cool, though. Yeah. Like, it's conceptually. Yeah. It, uh, it got replaced by, a uh, German Beer Garden. Fun. Yeah, no, hmm. uh, we had a very, growing up in my house, we only ever cooked, like, beef, chicken, pork, like, that was pretty much it. So then when I was studying abroad and they were like, here's, like, there's, like, um, there's this dish called plov, and it's, like, rice, vegetables, meat, good stuff, but they had it with, I think it was, like, veal or lamb or something, and I tried it, I was like, this is so good. So. See, that's why I don't want to do that. I don't want it to be good, and then I now branched off into eating another animal. I wish I didn't eat animals, but at least I can limit the animals that I eat. I try not to feel too bad about you know it. I don't know if that makes me a bad person. It's funny, though, because, like, in theory, you could make the argument that eating whatever the meat is on Wild Game Night would be more ethical, because odds are... That was just like hunted as compared to yeah it wasn't like factory farmed yeah so like you could in like i have no idea how they came about it but yeah if you want apply it to yourself yeah in terms of harm reduction i mean i can't remember what the kind of thing they definitely had bison the one night i was there and they've had like you know gator meat and stuff like that yeah i feel like a lot probably is farmed as I much as I do what. have, like, hard no like, tomatoes, one of my hard nose, we've established this multiple times here on the podcast, but, like, I will try anything twice, as long as it's not hard drugs. Fair. So. My policy, I just keep eating a thing until I learn to tolerate it, and then I learn to like it. Like, like I said, I don't like anise, really, but I, if it's people are like, hey, I got this black licorice, you want some? I'm like, yeah, sure, I love candy. I don't like that particular kind, but maybe I'll learn. Fair enough. Okay. Tolerance. So now here's a fun topic, which I'm really excited about, because um, at the time we're recording this, I'm tomorrow begins my two-week break between uh, normal boat navigation season and maintenance season at the canal, so I'm planning on watching every single Halloween movie in existence. Because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about Halloween movies. And we're going to start with a particular subset. My favorite. Horror movies. How do we feel about them? I love Joe them. Rogan. Is The Purge a horror movie? Is that series considered I would say movie? it has horror elements. Okay. Considered to be horror. I mean, kind of the point is to scare people. Yeah. That's the basic definition of horror. You do make a good point. Oh no, I was just thinking about that recently. I wasn't sure what genre would fall under. To me, it's like any other genre that, like, it depends on if it's done well. You know? Yeah. Like, 
any genre can have good examples and bad examples. If it's actually like creative or interesting or different, mm-hmm. sure. But if it's just your standard, let's just chase people around with an axe or a chainsaw or a knife, it's kind of like, eh. Yeah, I definitely want it to be like creative. Like, not that I have never enjoyed a more. I guess commercial as opposed to like real like art house cinema like horror movie so like a you know something you would see in like any old movie theater like I enjoyed both of the insidious movies they weren't necessarily the most groundbreaking things in the world but the the atmosphere was good had some good scares story was entertaining enough I had a fun time so like I also guess with I guess with horror I'm also like as a huge horror fan like I'm willing to I think because it's a genre that gets overlooked a lot, or, like, kind of treated as, like, I don't know, not taken as seriously as, like, you know, just a straight-up, like, drama. I'm willing to put up with a little bit more, like, some more flaws in the average horror film than I am with, like, something that's, like, super kind of well-established and well-respected as a genre, say, like, historical fiction or whatever. Kind of like suggesting that you're not taking horror very seriously. If you're like, just like, ah, it's not a big deal, flaws. I mean, I do think it's a big deal, and it really pisses me off that, like, um, particularly with, like, the Academy Awards, like, the genre bias, like, horror films almost never get recognized, and, like, if any anyone who's seen Hereditary, I've seen this opinion a lot in discussions of that movie, like, I think Toni Collette should have won Best Actress for what she did in that movie, because it was absolutely incredible. So, like, that's the thing that pisses me off, but also knowing that it hasn't, that horror as a genre hasn't been taken seriously by, like, the establishment for as long as some other genres, Uh, like, you know, how they kind of split things into, like, musical versus comedy versus tragedy, like, the big, really wide categories, I will be a little bit more forgiving I don't know, and again, just because I like it, and I feel like the ratio of, like, you know, number of horror movies that come out per year versus the number of just plain old dramas that come out per year, the pickings are are much slimmer in that sense. So every now and again, I do have to lower my standards. Well, it's a genre, it just doesn't, it isn't as broadly appealing. Like, pretty much everybody will watch a drama, but horror is This is also very true. And, like, I get it. I under like I definitely do understand it not being broadly appealing, but it annoys me that as a result of that, it isn't taken seriously. But like, or like it isn't as respected by mainstream filmmaking. Well, I mean, to be fair. I don't necessarily respect mainstream filmmaking, so... Okay, yeah, same. Like, I definitely have some major <laughs> issues with, like, you know, film as an establishment. But also, like, as much as, uh... I put it like this. Like, sometimes the, you know, Academy Award nominations for, like, Best Picture have really pissed me off. But also, they don't give you that for nothing, I guess. I don't know. It's Whenever really anyone um, tries to shit-talk Shape of Water in front of me, I remind them that it was Best Picture, and they don't just give that out for no reason. 
we can get into that. We can get into the shape of water at a later date. But it's like, it's, but it's all opinion. It is all opinion. I don't know. I just, that's just one of my favorite movies, and it gets shit talked a lot. And that's real one of the only legs I have to stand on. I didn't care for it. Okay, I was bored. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Rude. But we also established that you're like you're like into monsters. Okay, fine. Which just not. expose me on the internet. <laughs> hey, I didn't use the term that you use, okay? I was being delicate. Okay, yeah, I kind of played myself there. Continue. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. Um, continue on what? What, were, what? what are we doing? What's this? Um, either your opinions on horror movies, your opinions on mainstream filmmaking, or the thing you were about yeah. to say either about, um... The fact that I sometimes find characters that are supernatural attractive, or pretty much anything else, I think. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to trace our thread back a little bit. Um, oh, I've completely lost it, but that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I know we are on this question of how we feel about horror films, but yes. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, so. It really just depends on the quality of the horror film. I don't seek them out just like, I I don't seek them out in the way like I just feel like watching a horror film. Yeah, it's more like I have those oh, moments. I heard it's like I heard good things about this movie, and it happens to be a horror film, so I'm gonna watch it because I want to see what you know yeah. what people are talking about it. That's fair. I have my moments of like, like I'll watch like bad horror movies just like for funsies sometime, and I feel like that kind of applies to any genre sometimes you just watch a bad movie because it's fun but i mean sometimes i'm like yeah i just want to watch something that like you know it's just like it's a little creepy nothing that's gonna like you know really unsettle me but i'm just in the mood for a little something a little spooky so again mm -hmm. I, I i freaking love horror movies so much i think they're so awesome definitely at this time of year they do feel appropriate they feel Probably very don't. appropriate. But again, in general, I love them. And apparently it's... Actually, apparently there's some kind of documented thing where, like, people with anxiety at, like, really like, like, scary movies. Like, not every single person, obviously, but, like, it is a trend that has been observed. Because, you know, if you're scared of everything all the time, why not direct it, some direct it at something that makes sense? That's fair. So. Well, there is research. Have at it. Yeah. No, <laughs> that, this is what you bring to the table. <laughs> I'm actually teaching a class on horror in a couple of weeks. <gasps> okay. Um, Sorry. I mean, I'm just going to lose this. This thing keeps falling off, and otherwise, I'm just wearing a smock. So. Okay. Um, there's not really like one clear answer regarding why people enjoy horror films, but one of the largely hypothesized reasons would be that it's a way to like master your fear over threats. So like being exposed to these scary situations, like life-threatening situations, uh, but in a safe kind of environment, and then also like feeling like you're overcoming them. Um, you know, by the the people triumphing or something like that or at least showing that you're not like freaking out 
is a is a way for you to like master that sense of fear and often can be like a little bit of a like a self-esteem boost i dig it also zach now you're a soccer player i'm a soccer player different costume two costumes in one continue well that was the basic idea so i think that connects maybe to people with anxiety a little bit right because having a sense of mastery over fear it do make me feel very nice yeah, so that might be part of what it is. I mean, there's, I could name like six different theories as to why people enjoy horror. I love um, it. More than that, but, um, but that's just one of them that I thought of when you said anxiety. I mean, but I like primarily, it. it's, a, it's a sensation-seeking thing. Some people like strong emotional experiences, and some people don't. I do. As we established last episode. Um, do we have any favorite horror movies that we would like to share with the class, recommend to people? Wait, okay. Because I've only seen, um, I can count how many I've seen it on one hand. But that's fine. And I, as a horror aficionado, can I hear your thoughts on these? Yes. I'm actually curious. Okay. Children of the Corn. Classic. It's cheesy as hell. Yeah. But it is a fun time, yeah. and I enjoy that it is very obvious that everyone who was in that movie was having like having a really good time being in that movie. Okay, that's fair. And like it's it's even if it's not like you know giving like you know not like giving me nightmares scary like yeah. I had fun watching it. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, Cabin in the Woods. I was about to say that's like one of my favorite. I haven't seen Cabin in the Woods. I've seen a horror movie in the gym. <laughs> it is one of my favorite movies of all time. I was going to mention that one. That's so funny. That's like literally one of the. Two well, this is going to be a squad activity. Well, I, I know it's, uh, you know, he's kind of canceled now, but it is a Joss Whedon movie. Um, and so, but it has, you know, he, he might be a terrible person, but he does good work. You can't deny yeah. that. Yeah. And that movie is just amazing, and I won't tell you why. I've heard very, very good things, and I know people say it's on my list a lot, but, like, I'm one of those people who has so many movies that I want to watch. It is actually genuinely written on a list on my phone. Like, it's there. Yeah. That was going to be the first thing I said was Kevin in the Woods. I like it. It is, I mean, based on what I've heard, the amount of people, like, having really good things to say about it, I want to say quality choice. Okay. Um... I saw one Purge movie. I don't know where we kind of landed on that, like quasi horror. I would say horror thriller. Definitely okay. some elements. Okay, I saw one. It wasn't like the first one. Mm-hmm. I was, in general, the Purge movies made me sad because there was really the opportunity. I'm sure that Brooks, you probably thought this too, but like there was such a great opportunity to explore just like the human condition. Like, hey what would the world look like like that was like it could be a thought experiment the whole yeah. series like what happens if we let people go crazy and then it was just like cheap horror and yeah it's kind of sad they, they threw away a cool idea but i mean again sometimes that's what you're looking for yeah oh yeah no absolutely i thought i saw one more but maybe i didn't fair enough i'm like trying not to get like too not necessarily made... obscure. But I'm I never 
watched it, but they did have a Purge TV show. Did they? Like a couple seasons of it, so I'm wondering if they got more into it in the series. You know, okay. they had time to I explore. Third that was a thing. movie, I think, was like which one was that? Very explicitly, like kind of politically themed. And that one oh. was the most interesting to me conceptually because it felt the realest. The one I watched was the election one. There was like somebody running who was like wanted to end the purge, and then they were trying to get her, and it was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that one felt the most plausible concept wise so that was the one that interested me most and if i do get around to watching any of the purge movies that's honestly going to be the one i go for yeah that's fair hmm. just there's one more and i know i'm gonna think of it as soon as we end the podcast but you know i mean that's... i can list a couple and if that yeah. and see if that like jogs your memory or like but, relates to anything but, okay but i can guess <laughs> do you want to do you want to take do you want to try <laughs> Oh, no, Midsummer's gonna be one. Midsummer is up there. I do love that movie. I was gonna start with Eraserhead, though. Oh. Just because that movie is a beautiful, surrealist nightmare. I love it so much because I could spend so much time just thinking about that movie and, like, why the things that were put on screen were put on screen in the way that they are. Because I know, like, when you're on... Like, when you're shooting something, like, a lot of stuff does kind of get made up as you go along. Like, you know, you're shooting and think, oh, wait, what if we try, you know, this angle over here and move this, this, and that around? But even with that, so much of that ended up, so much of that movie ended up on screen on purpose. And I, just the amount of time I could spend thinking about why is insane. And also, I just, I love David Lynch's sort of style, regardless of whatever kind of deeper meaning one might attach to that film. Hello, just... little baby boy. Oh, no. <gasps> Bad luck. The Halloween cat. She's very scary. Nix, are you ready for Halloween? <laughs> she might snuggle you to death. She's very scary. Oh, dangerous. She does try to suffocate me by walking on my chest and putting her face on my face. Yeah, I... I guess I didn't guess that one because I don't really think of it as being horror. I don't know what it's its own genre to me. Yeah, Eraserhead what? is a genre, period. Yeah. Because it... the... <laughs> um, I mean, scary dream logic. A, okay. a guy, a guy has a baby, and it's really fucked up. Uh, it's like a tiny monster. Okay. Scary, surreal <laughs> vibes, my dude. That's the best I got. It is. It um. It defies description. Yeah, it really does. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack with that one. Okay. A lot of long silences. I enjoyed the way that uh, Marcus Parks described it. He was like, it literally is like a nightmare, just like hmm. played out on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does, definitely feels like what you would dream. Because so little of it makes any kind- well, I mean, like, there is a vague linear story you can follow, but, like, everything about it feels so- especially in the sort of second act, everything is so, like, disjointed and just unsettling. But again, mm-hmm. love it. And also, just the black and white cinematography. Beautiful. That's the genre. Unsettling. <laughs> that is a good one. It is extremely, extremely unsettling. But again, one of my favorite movies. 
Does that mean there's something wrong with me? Quite possibly. <laughs> but yeah, no. For yeah. like... Because I really like the surrealist horror, so like Eraserhead's definitely top there. But for like things that just straight up, again, as a person who seeks out like sometimes extremely upsetting things to watch just because I like to make myself feel things, a uh, movie that just makes me feel bad, but in a good way, Hereditary. That movie is so upsetting. And it's absolutely excellent. And again, Tony Collette should have won Best Actress for that movie. But that's all. That's a, like another thirty minutes of me talking. It's gonna be the other one, I guess, for you. We watched both of those together: Midsummer and Hereditary. Yeah, back to back. That was yeah. a lot. Yeah, the same night. That was a lot. And I was then your high score for a horror movie that I get kind of like. A little bit of genuine enjoyment out of, like, actual, like, nice Midsummer, And also, I just love Midsummer because 90% of it takes place in, like, you know, brightly lit blue skies kind of dispels that feeling of, like, oh, it's daytime, so you're safe. So you just never feel like, like, you can never let your guard down, which is super cool. And I do like a lot of the, like, horror classics, so, like, The Shining, Misery... Mm -hmm. Those are great freaking movies, in my opinion. Stephen King genre. Yeah, I mean, good stuff. <laughs> or like, I mean, I guess you could argue this is kind of horror thriller, but like Silence of the Lambs, great movie. I'm a fan. Yeah. I think where I would put that, genre-wise. I feel like I don't have... Um like a favorite horror movie just because it's not a genre that I pay that much attention to to have a favorite. Fair enough. I love Cabin in the Woods, but honestly, I put that put that more in the category of comedy. Yeah, no, it it was pretty funny. It was it was kind of slapstick, like Yeah. Horror. I'm very interested to see this now. Yeah, it's um it's almost like a parody of horror films. Yeah. It has with like a twist kind of. Well, I I say yeah, as if I've seen many horror films and know what to compare it to. But oh, but, but, but they're all vibes, yeah. yeah. The tropes, yeah. The characters and all that, yeah. Um, so I don't really have a favorite, but for some reason, when I think horror movies, for some reason, nobody I talk to has ever seen this movie. It came out when I was in like high school, so like early two thousands. Um, called Thirteen Ghosts. I have heard of it. But, I haven't seen it. Yeah, it might be one of those like, like kind of throwaway movies where like it comes out and there's all this hype and then people see it and they're like ah eh, and then everyone collectively forgets it. it happens. Um, but, and I don't know what it is, but for some reason that movie creeped the hell out of me, and I still like cringe when I think about it, even though when I watched it later on because I was like 15 when I first mm -hmm. saw it. When I watched it later on as an adult, I was like, man. It almost seems like a little bit cheesy, but it's so. I feel like me a lot of people have that experience where they watch something that's like, not even like not a particularly intense horror film, but it's like the first time you ever go like, watch a scary movie on purpose when you're like fourteen, and it like yeah, makes sure. a really lasting impression on you. Like, the first time I ever watched a horror like is at my um my childhood best friend who lives right across the street. We her parents were out to dinner. 
So we ordered pizza and we watched The Shining and we were both like 13, 14 and like that is a great movie. But even uh, but like now I don't find it like as like kind of like in your face scary as I just like unsettling, creepy, like, you know, everything's a little off, but like the way that movie has like has made such a lasting impression in my mind will never forget that like because that was the first time i like watched something scary like on purpose yeah i did see 13 ghosts in theaters and for some reason there were particular ghosts because there were 13 of them you know obviously but of the 13 there were a few that just like really got to me mm-hmm. like there was this guy that was covered in railroad spikes sticking out of him and i still Ooh. think about that sometimes like that's like some i wonder if that was, was a right reference to phineas gage I don't know if yeah. Phineas had the metal pole through his head. Yeah, it was a railroad spike that accidentally lobotomized him. It was just the one. This guy was covered. Yeah, I like, mean, I wonder if they were. They maybe were inspired. Phineas Gage, it was a lead pipe. It wasn't a, a spike. Oh, really? Was it, it was, yeah, it was just a tube. Oh, well, I, I mean, I learned about it in grade school, so I most certainly could be misremembering. I read about Phineas Gage a lot. <laughs> I find it fascinating, man. Yeah, it is pretty whack. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, I mean, there's a whole story behind the ghost and how we got like that and everything, but it came out around the same time as House on Haunted Hill, and that movie scared the living daylights out of me. I think the first time I ever actually saw a horror movie in a theater was when I went to go see Hereditary, just because I didn't, like, I'd never had friends who were really into horror movies and when I found like one person who was willing to go with me like one summer like the summer when did that come out I was like summer after my junior year of college or something so I felt like the one person who'd be willing to go for me I jumped right on that and for anyone who's seen that movie after it got out I dropped her off and had to drive home by myself in the dark and I didn't want to look in my rearview mirror Oh, oh. I, earlier, maybe. Sips tea. I made my sister watch Children of the Corn before she and my mom drove to Colorado through like three days worth of cornfields. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you for sharing. Kids staying up late and watching some of those like older Stephen King movies, like Children of the Corn being one of them, Pet Cemetery. The original. I didn't watch the remake. I did not watch the remake, although the original Pet Cemetery. that is genuinely one of the scariest books I have ever read in my life. It is an excellent, oh, yeah. excellent book. Very unsettling. I think the I movie been... kind of annoyed me because the whole time I watched it, I was just sitting there thinking about other ways to, like... Like, how I, essentially how I personally would have redone the scenes to, like, make them more effective. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, that's incredibly arrogant sounding of, of me, because I know, like, I am by no means a professional filmmaker. It was just the opinions of one person who minored in film studies in college. But still, when I was watching it, I was like, I have some ideas that maybe possibly would have creeped people out a little bit more. I don't know. Ugh. Movies from, what, like, the 80s? Yeah, it's old. But also just, like, because the book, like, because I thought the book was so awesome, like, I really wanted the movie to, like, mess me up. Yeah. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And I was rather disappointed. Yeah, I was like like many kids, I was a major bookworm. Like that was my whole life. Reading nonstop always had a book with me yep, basically me lived in the library in the summer um big mood so like extreme bookworm but for a long time all i read was like the classics you know i was reading like a lot of mark twain and charles dickens and stuff like that because i love the show wishbone nice. but then i discovered stephen king when i was in middle school i love stephen king proceeded to read like every book he wrote up to that point nice and uh people thought i was weird Oh yeah, the whole point of the story. Actually, it's so funny. I, uh, my mom. Um... Sorry, Zach. You can go. No, 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 no. Go ahead, and then and then okay. I'll go after. So, um, yesterday when I was decorating, um, out front for Halloween, we have this like little rubber skeleton. It's like yay big. And my mom told me that I like used to carry it around like a doll when I was a child, and like put it in dresses. And just the more I look back on my childhood, I was like, I was always into, like, creepy stuff as a kid. Like, I was huge on, like, the goosebumps and, like, all that stuff. I was like, I don't know why any of this, like, like, I'm, sometimes I'm like, man, it's, sometimes I, like, wonder why I'm into this stuff. I'm like, I've always been like this. Like, whether or not it, like, actively registered in my brain that I've always been like this, I most certainly have been. Zach, go ahead. Right. You mentioned Goosebumps, and I got excited because I was like, I know that one, and I've, I read some of those growing up. 
Um, Love no. those. Good stuff. Yeah. Though they, it's so funny because there was like definitely a pattern to them where like the first chapter would end and it was like ah, and then it was just like a false start or whatever. Yep. Like, that's always how it started. Um, I watched Get Out. That was a good movie. Looked it up and it is horror slash thriller. So I'm counting it. Okay. Yeah. But we will I definitely count that. But that's definitely one of those ones that was that I feel like was meant to be like more unsettling than like yeah jumps. like 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 that was like everything like all the people i you know everyone's just a little bit off like that's the whole mm-hmm. plot of the story um but it was it's been bothering me and that's the one that i watched i did quite so. like get out i also like the the first um it like the new one the one where they're all kids i like that movie a lot it's very good Thank watch you. the second one. Second one, uh, worth watching because it concludes the story. Yeah. But I definitely like the first one better. We watched the first one together. We oh yeah, watching. I forgot we had a a whole separate Halloween hangout. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Was it intentional? Do you think they've made it intentional that the new it movie came out? Was it twenty six or twenty seven years after the first one? I don't know if it was intentional, but because like nice. it, like it, it, it definitely was like it lined up. So yeah, no, it did. Line, it, I don't know if I really don't think it was intentional, but it did line up perfectly, which I was very yeah. much, as a person who had read the book. I was like, yeah, <laughs> nice. So yeah, but aside from horror movies, what are some of our favorite like just general Halloween movies? Hocus Pocus. I was just gonna say that. Oh my god, I love Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just so excited because um, I'm going to Salem with my mom on Friday, and there's some of the like houses in Salem where they filmed Hocus Pocus. I'm really excited to oh, see that. Fun. But yeah, um, I love that movie so much. It just uh, in all of its '90s glory. Also, Queen <laughs> Bette Midler absolutely killing it. Man, so good. What a legend. Yeah, it's not Halloween until you've watched Hocus Pocus. Correct. Which I will be doing very, very soon. Yeah, I've already watched it this year. Hell yeah. I'm fully through and then a couple minutes here and there. Oh my god, I remember when we were watching it together, you literally knew every single line verbatim. We watched that one We watched a lot of Halloween movies that weekend. Like, that was the express point of us hanging out. Yeah, we made, made it through a lot, I guess. Yeah. That's a good one. It's so and quotable, I'm... too. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm forget about the movie. As um, be. I always watch the Casper movie with Christina nice. Rachel. I don't think I've name. ever actually seen that one, like, the whole way through. I've seen bits and pieces. It's a lovely film. Very classic. It's got Eric Idle in it. Maybe I will be seeking that out this week. Yeah, I mean, he's not, like, one of the biggest roles. He's more of a side role, but, I mean, he's in it. He's there? Yeah. And, you know, once you get a python in there, it's like, it's done deal. Yeah, pretty much. I will watch it. I don't care what it is. I love, love Corpse Bride, Nightmare Before Christmas. The Nightmare Before Christmas is particularly excellent because you can start watching it, like, midway through September and then not stop until December 25th. It's 
both Halloween and Christmas. I know. There's a lot rolled into one. You get a lot of mileage out of one movie. And it's an excellent movie, so, like, definitely not mad. But I do love, I know Cor- I do love Corpse Bride. That's a good one. There's another one that I watched, and I can't think of uh, what it is at the moment. Oh, we watched this, and I, it was more of a, like, nostalgia trip for me than it was for you, because this was a childhood yeah. favorite of mine. Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost. I love this movie so much. And it's, like, some cheesy-ass direct-to-VHS Scooby-Doo movie from, like, 1999 or whatever. But my sister and I have watched that without fail every single year for at least, like, 15 years running. And also, Tim Curry does some phenomenal voice acting in that movie. And he, like, plays, like, his character is, like, a like an off-brand Stephen King. It's fantastic. Yeah. Like, it's so, like, cheesy and corny and, like, you know, cartoony, because it is a freaking cartoon. But I watch it every year, and I have so much fun with it, so. I feel like Tim Curry is one of those actors where oh, Tim Curry is in it? Well, I'm just gonna watch it. You don't have to tell me what it is. I'm just gonna watch it. <laughs> yep. Doesn't matter. It's gonna be good. It's got Tim Curry. Yep. Ghostbusters. Which is another yep. reason you should watch Over the Garden Wall. Tim Curry does voice acting in one of the episodes. I, I put it on my list. Mine's not a did. physical It's on my phone, but it's on there. The fact that I got you to consider some animation. I'll take I mean, it. I watch animation, just not... I watch my own types of animation. Valid. I do enjoy Ghostbusters, although I can't remember- I haven't, like, actually sat down and watched that movie in, like, a hot minute. I saw it once when I was a kid, but th- th- this is probably the most I can contribute to this conversation, so... Fair enough. Ghostbusters, I've seen it so many times, um, every time I watch it now, I just say the lines along with them. Only one about myself, because I don't want to annoy other people, but I just say the every line as I say it. Um, my brother, who's a year older than I am, was, like, really into Ghostbusters, because we were kind of peak age, like, really little. Well, the first one came out in 84. That was the year he was born. But he had, like, the full-on original, like, proton pack and the little ghost catcher. And so, like, at the time mom, the sequels were coming out, y'all were prime age for the Ghostbusters craze. Yeah. He, nice. he used to tell my mom that when he grew up, he was going to be a real Ghostbuster. Oh my yeah. god. I mean, because he was, I think, like, five when the second one came out, because I think it was, like, 89 or something like that. Oh, that's wonderful. I love that. Yeah. I gotta say, yeah. Goonies isn't quite a Halloween movie, but it does feel right to watch it around Halloween. It's another one I quote verbatim. It's just a vibe, you know? And I'm, like, yeah, searching probably... my shelf here for... Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of those kind of movies that aren't necessarily, like, Halloween-specific, but just... Like, I feel like the entirety of Stranger Things, like, even though Mm -hmm. some of the episodes, like, take place, like, on Christmas, I think, like, the Halloween vibes just through the roof. I was thinking about, like, what we do in the shadows. I (laughs) rewatched that the other night, and that's actually referenced in the next question. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. Definitely on the list. Movies all the time. I love, love Taika Waititi. I love that movie so much. Taika Waititi is my favorite part about that movie, closely followed by Jemaine Clement. I love him. I love everyone in that movie. What am I talking about? 
Yeah. He's... That movie's so much... That's another group activity we're gonna have to do regardless of whether or not it's Halloween. We gotta watch Cabin in the Woods and we gotta watch what we do in the shadows. Yeah, and the TV series, it's into season three now, and it's like one of the best TV shows, and practically nobody has ever heard of it, which I don't understand. I, I, I will get, I'm, that's one of the ones I'm planning to get on ASAP. Oh, I, I will get there. I just gotta finish my um, rewatch of the third season of Twin Peaks first. Taika Waititi does uh, pop up a few times in the series, kind of here and there. Jimmy Clement, he's in a couple episodes, too. So there's a bunch of cameos. Good. I will take it. But speaking of vampires, why do people act like Twilight invented the concept of the sexy vampire? I think it is because, you know, when the book came out, it got so popular with a particular segment of, like, preteen and teen girls, Mm -hmm. and they didn't know anything about vampires that came before like they never watched interview with a vampire or (laughs) and like as much as twilight is an incredibly problematic like depiction of like romance i'm not here to shame teenage girls for you know enjoying like you know for latching onto twilight as a piece of media like i was one of them and honestly i am kind of having fun with the whole like twilight renaissance where everyone acknowledges that there's so many problems with it but also let's rewatch the movies for nostalgia so yeah, like okay. books over there yeah completely <laughs> fine by me not here to shame anyone for liking twilight i just personally think like and this is kind of i'm kind of just mashing the question like the first and second parts of this question into one now like i think the like kind of like the classic vampire is just a much like cooler concept i think like i don't know why so much of it had to change like it's already like kind of hot are you talking like the the dracula transylvanian kind of stereotypical yeah like forever young guy lives in a castle and like has a bunch of money and bites people on the neck and dress is really nice i'm like kind of here for it i think that's a lot more fun than the ooh sparkly yeah i mean i'm i'm on the side of what we do in the shadows vampires except like that's literally one of the examples i give like the that's like the most recent media i can think of featuring like a classic vampire and i think like that's like the whole question like Twilight vampires versus, like, the classic vampires, who's, like, who is actually cooler slash sexier slash scarier? Classic vampires all the way. What's the, um, how did you describe what we do in the shadows? Uh, was it that tweet I sent you? I think so. Oh, it was, like, what we do in the shadows, like, change the face of the vampire genre by asking one question. What if they were fucking stupid? Because it's true. Vampire roommates. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's every single, like, scary thing about classic vampire, like, the classic notion of the vampire, like, them, like, murdering people and doing all this, like, you know, kind of, like, pretty terrifying stuff. But also, they are idiots who fight over doing the dishes. Uh-huh. And I think that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're idiots. Um, but it definitely fits into that 
classic conception. Which I, um, I really like because, the, like, it takes the entire, like, classic idea and takes away the one part where they're very, like, kind of, like, suave and dignified, but keeps everything else, and it just makes it so fun. Again, I I adore that movie with with all of my being, and I am very excited to actually start watching the show sometime in the very near future. It's, it's I'm, gonna... I'm all caught up and I, I hate watching week to week because then I have to wait. <sighs> yeah, no, it is it is frustrating. <laughs> they had in the the most recent episode, it started with one of the vampires having a Zoom call with Scott Bakula <laughs> because he got confused. <laughs> Thought he was a vampire because Bakula Dracula. I like it. You know Scott Bakula, he's an actor. Incredible. He was a captain on Star Trek Enterprise. Also Quantum Leap. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I love What We Do in the Shadows. I love that movie so much. Literally my favorite. <laughs> my favorite thing in that movie is when the one guy's, like, setting up the Facebook. <laughs> and he's like, or we could poke her. And then the camera just slowly zooms in on Vladislav. Oh, yeah. That just absolutely movie. kills me. I love that movie so much. Yeah, no, definitely one of my favorites. One time yeah, I showed my sister that movie, and she had the audacity to not like it. Your sister's taste is questionable. We've established this. <laughs> Sorry, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she watches this. Oh my god, are you kidding does. me? Of course she doesn't. Yeah. Or listens to it. She's my yeah, sister. Why would she want to wa- listen to slash watch me talk any more than she absolutely has to? That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, no, the sort of the classic Dracula interview with the vampire, what we do in the shadows, they win in pretty much every category for me. Yep. yep. It checks the boxes, I think, because you get the classic elements, but then you also get the comedy and sort of the unique angle on things. Yeah. Um, Taika Waititi is a treasure. Love him. Love that man. And I would like him to continue producing movies to infinity. Correct. Jojo Rabbit, such a good movie. You know it's good when you laugh hysterically and like actually start sobbing within the span of the same hour. Yep. Beautiful. We love to see it. Yeah, so not really a Halloween movie necessarily, but you know, I haven't watched it. We we watched it together. Was the last time I watched it. Oh my god, yeah. Zach, I feel like we're we're really shutting you out of this conversation. I'm sorry. No, I feel like I this episode what Brooks was to the Beatles episode. Like <laughs> we're all just rotating off of being like support cast member. Yeah. yeah, so the next episode, Zach and I are gonna talk about running. Okay. Yes, we absolutely are. I will make the occasional comment because cycling is also yeah. cardio that involves your legs. That is true. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. And, and honestly, it's probably better for you than running anyways, because you don't blow out your knees. Yeah. <laughs> so. Fair enough. Every time I have to take a break from running because I'm injured, I use my bike. Yeah. We Sam. What's everyone's favorite Halloween candy? Ooh, I, I, I can participate. Okay. But, no, go ahead. I'm at it. <laughs> oh, the plastic. Either one of you. 
No, no, by all means, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I'm, I'm just eating candy. I'm, I'm trying to think of candy. I, I really love that. some freaking Reese's. I love the peanut butter cup. Ooh, I can kind of relate to that because there's this, like, chocolate company called Justin's and they make, like, a vegan peanut butter cup that is very good. Yeah, they have those at Starbucks so, sometimes. Yes, yes. Um, so, yes, I do love a good peanut butter cup. Not the one you get on Halloween, but it tastes pretty much the same. Yes, no, I, I absolutely love a good peanut butter cup. Delicious. I almost feel I like... Love... Oh, God. Oh, no, I was just talking about Snickers. I think those were kind of... Good stuff. Those are made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's just a question of, like, what's your favorite candy? Because, it, like, they're not Halloween-specific. Like, I was true. trying to think of one... Like, because I know at Easter, for example, like Cadbury eggs mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. Reese's peanut butter egg, like those are Easter specific candies. They have like, the shaped peanut butter cups. And yet they're not the same as the egg ones. No, they're not. They don't taste but the same. They're definitely. I don't know, there's definitely some. Like, I like Sour Patch Kids. Ooh, I love a good Sour Patch Kid. But I don't think of them as like Halloween candy. Because, like, mm-hmm. they aren't easily, like, I mean, this is essentially, like, what candy were you most excited to find in your trick-or-treat bag? Yeah. Anything Twix bars? Oh, I love Twix. Because, like, it's all just, like, any candy you can get at, like, a grocery store checkout line. Just small. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh my god, I love a Twix. Twix, yeah. My my sister was big into the Kit Kat bars. She was out like that, like you know, you know when you would like sit in the circle with all your friends and like trade candy. Yeah. Anytime someone was trying to get rid of a Kit Kat, she'd like give it to me. I, I do like love a Kit Kat. I always ate the chocolate from around them and then ate the wafers in layers. <clears throat> Interesting. Interesting. I have never tried that, mm-hmm. and I don't think I would have the patience for it. No, I kind of still do it. You know, weird habits that carry through. Oh, when I was a kid, I was always excited to get any form of, like, bubblegum. Hmm. I was never a bubblegum person. Ooh. Yeah. I was, I was very much here for, like, the, just, like, the, like, pink sugary crap as a child. Loved it. That uh, was all chocolate. I think that lollipops are an underrated candy. Yeah. Mm. They definitely, like, they last a while. Yeah, they do, they do come They're also very versatile in what they can be it's okay unpopular opinion i love the chocolate tootsie pop so much i love it i feel like unless the lollipop is like root beer and even that's kind of pushing it it's gotta be fruit i like and that's the only like the only time i will have anything that like any kind of lollipop that isn't like a fruit flavor is the chocolate flavored tootsie pop that is the only instance but God, do I love them. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I learned later in life that that was an unpopular opinion, and I was just like, what? Man, I do miss that feeling, though. Like, as a kid, when you would come back from trick-or-treating, and you just have your home, and then you get to sit down and dump it on the ground or on a table or something, and then just take stock of your money I would pay to experience that kind of happiness again 
I don't know about you, but my parents always insisted on looking through it before I could eat any, you know, checking it to make sure it was safe. I was a kid oh, in the my parents. We the were quite that paranoid, but also I kind of live, I grew up in suburbia, essentially. Well, there was a, there was a big scare, like, when I was a kid with, like, finding razor blades and stuff and candy. Yeah. It's a thing that's kind of been around for a while, but there was a particular, like, instances. I love how every year they're like, oh, people are giving away, like, people are, like, like, edibles that are candy. I'm like, no one. Nobody's giving away No drugs. one is doing <laughs> that. Drugs Nobody is doing that. <laughs> Is just is just a re like they are just looking to manufacture a moral panic. Yeah. No one is doing that. Yeah, the fun of dumping out your candy and then negotiating with a sibling. Yeah. Yep, or like the group of friends that you <laughs> went trick or treating with. Oh my god! You know what else slapped when you were like in grade school and you got to dress up at school? Yeah. God, that was the best. It was Darth Vader for I, Halloween in third grade, and I had the time of my life. My mom made me this Invisible Man costume that was literally a series of, like, pipes jerry-rigged to hold a trench coat over my head. And then it had, like, a hat. I'll have to find pictures. They're somewhere. But That's like, man, like, amazing. I... Yeah. Um yeah it was very cool i i i did i i took it to school and i did need help because i could not see like a damn thing out of that but yeah so like literally like one like the teacher's aid was like making sure i didn't like go tumbling down the stairs but other than that it was God. very cool that's awesome like that's like that's like that's like cosplay level yeah type shit there like, I could see someone walking around, like, New York City Comic Con in, like, an adult-sized version of that. That's pretty baller. Oh, I was also by, by far the tallest, like, fifth grader there because this thing was, you know. Yeah, that'll like, do it. Makes me feed, yeah. That will do it. Also, Zach, my United States House of Representatives cup has become my default desk water cup. I love that. So she's getting use. Good. <laughs> okay. Do we have anything else to say about Halloween candy and slash or the amazing experience of Halloween as a child that I would honestly give anything to experience one more time? Adult Halloween just doesn't measure up. Uh, I do like, like college Halloween was kind of fun. The only plus side about Halloween compared to Halloween, like with college, is you get to add alcohol. Yeah. Also, um, the most memorable time I went out on Halloween in college, I was dressed as Post Malone, and we went to a bunch of the frats, and every time a Post Malone song would come on, everyone would just be like, hey, it's Posty! And I was just like, yeah! So I enjoyed yeah. myself there. I feel like college is the exception to the rule, because that's when you live in very close proximity to a large number of your peers that you yeah. know. Beyond that, no. <laughs> like, I, I go to Halloween parties here and there, and it's just, like, all people in their 30s sipping scotch and just being lame. And I'm like, man, I hope these people have a cat so I can have something to do. 
Let's, so that's I, way too relatable. Uh, like whenever I like actually like permanently live in a neighborhood, I am gonna be the house that throws the massive Halloween party that like invites the entire block, and you have to come in costumes. And there'll be like themed cocktails and crazy decorations because if we haven't established this already, which we most certainly have, Halloween is my favorite holiday, and I intend to go all out for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I just reached a point where I'm just like, I'm just tired. I've had a decent number of Halloweens. I've been to different parties. I've done the drinking thing, you know, worn a bunch of different costumes. I'm just kind of, you know. I feel like part of it has to do with the fact that I'm also like a, like a cosplay person. Yeah. Because I get a lot of satisfaction out of like for example this like i get a lot of satisfaction of like putting together costumes and like and trying to make it like you know screen accurate and getting the makeup right and i find it very satisfying when i put a lot of effort if it's for halloween or if it's for a convention like when i like put a lot of time and effort and money sometimes into like making a really good costume and then people are like like yeah that's awesome or like can i take a picture with you i'm like god yes validate me so as a person who gets a lot of satisfaction out of putting costumes together. I love Halloween. Yeah. Like I said, I spent my lap the last Halloween party I went to, I spent the whole time with the cat sleeping in my lap. That's delightful. Yeah. yeah. They seem to know. Like I just sat down and the cat was like, Oh good, a person that likes cats and just came over and curled up and went to sleep. They can I always thought... tell cat oh, people right. and they can always tell not cat people. Yeah. Cause then they go up to the not cat person and they're like just like in their face the void slumbers oh the void Isn't love her right? can't wait to see her again she's so cute i can't i can't stand it i can't wait to see her again so i can finally like actually earn her trust oh yeah she's scared of everything please Just love everything. me oh zach you haven't heard this story but this is kind of oh. funny her cat yeah nick's back there the black cat um little scaredy baby not not you know, wasn't crazy about me being in her house. Um, but then I woke and, like, kind of, like, wouldn't really come all that close to me. But I was sleeping on the couch and I woke up and her just, like, entire face was in my ear. Just... <laughs> I was like, okay, you won't come near me during the day, but you will yeah. violate me like that at 3 a.m., she gets like real really up in your business and by you i mean me i guess because it's really just me that she does it too but like I mean, she, it, she it has happened to me i do know she doesn't understand personal space she doesn't uh, doesn't have any boundaries nope we've been working on it <laughs> it's, not, it's not helping <laughs> i mean don't work on it who cares well i i've tried to explain to her she can't lay on my face like, okay, yeah, I that is a bit to... much. You do need to breathe. Yeah. That, that's, that's... The void awakens. She is the ancient Greek goddess of night. Oh, love her. So we have our final question for mm -hmm. our wonderful Halloween episode. How do we feel about the fact that we've ever that we've never actually heard the monster mash? We've just heard a song describing what happens 
when a bunch of creatures hear the monster mash. Yeah, I mean, this is something I've thought about. <laughs> what is the monster mash? I would like to know. Yeah, because it, it makes me think of, like, you know, time warp. They tell you how to do the dance. They do. And that's the fun of it, right? So it's super easy. It's just a jump to the left. And then a step to the right. <laughs> that's another Halloween movie. It's not necessarily Halloween. Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's not... We definitely did. It is not explicitly a Halloween movie, but God, the Halloween vibes are immaculate. Yeah, it's on Hulu right now, and it keeps popping up on the main page, and I keep meaning to, Hell to yeah, watch I it. Have, uh, they're doing uh, Rocky Horror at a local theater on like the 25th or something and i will most certainly be going i'm very excited you have to start a new list of things that we all have to watch together yeah i know we have to go to we have to go to one together to rocky horror yeah and we're all dressing up that's non-negotiable it's so much work you can be as covered as you like but you are wearing a costume you make my costume and i'll wear it done (laughs) work it it's work that I don't want to do. I don't care Done. about wearing stuff. Because <laughs> I'm going to be uh, Janet, right? Yeah. I, will fi- I will find a pink dress for you. Yeah, my hair's not the right color, but I'm not wearing a wig, so. You just they need, need clips, it's fine. I will literally put in all the effort just to get a cool, like, group costume photo. Am I a little yeah. insane? Yes. <laughs> Have you ever seen uh, Rocky Horror, Zach? Nah, we were going to, and we had And then the some... GPS took us an hour and a half in the wrong direction. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was not ideal. Very close. Um, no, I remember hearing about it a few years ago at college. Keep me to watch it. Don't. I don't know much about it. But... Don't watch it. You have to experience it. Yeah, it don't definitely... Just, don't just watch it on your own time. Yeah, you definitely miss something if you don't see it in theaters, in a theater with a shadow cast. Once you see it, though, then watch it, because then you'll hear all the jokes that you missed while people were screaming. That's true. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I assume you 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 have explained what the, what the showings are like, or were you going to leave it a surprise? Did we ever discuss that? Oh, no. um... <laughs> There's a lot of people dressed up. There's a lot of people throwing things. There's a lot of people screaming. It's a it's a okay. it's an absolutely immaculate time. Okay. <laughs> it's usually there's usually a shadow cast. Yeah, so there's people like acting out the movie on a stage as the movie is like playing up on screen. It's delightful. We go out in the audience. I had um this gigantic dude who was playing um Frank come yes. and like lay across my lap one as he time. Should. Yeah, it was uh, very unnerving because he he was very large, <laughs> like just how like many, you know, was built like a he's just built like a giant. How many people does it take to reenact it? And a minimum. Maybe like seven, eight, seven okay. or eight. Yeah. Okay. And then I mean, you can have supporting cast ensemble. Yeah. I, I would say eight minimum. Yeah, that okay. seems fair. <laughs> I have an idea of what this would be like. Yeah. It's well, and there's... It's just one of those things where when it originally came out, like, it was a flop. 
like it did not do well, but they noticed that there was a dedicated fan base that kept coming back to see it like week after week. It's a cult film. Yeah. 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 So it's actually... a record for longest theatrical run of any movie because it has been playing in theaters nonstop since the 70s. Yeah. I actually use that as an example of a cult following in classes. Um, because as it's been shown over the years, like this whole culture has built up around it in, in terms of like what you shout at the screen and when and what you throw. And um, I know the showings that I go to sell like prop bags for like a dollar or two yep. for the things you throw at the screen. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to bring your own. You can bring your own throw in supplies, but. And actually one of the places that I went to like had something specific to just that location. I don't know if they do it anymore because the theater changed ownership. Not relevant. But it was a th- it was a local theater called the Madison, and there's that bit in the oh, yeah. movie yeah. Where, where he's like, "Say, any of you guys know how to Madison?" So he'd always be like, "We're the Madison." I was like, "Nice." Okay, now I'm just thinking about Madison. Now. Good stuff. Very happy. Saint Rose. Anyways, yeah, that's the part that I could relate to. Was the theater. <laughs> we, dig it. Yeah, no. we all have to we all have to watch what we do in the shadows and cabin in the woods and we all have to go to an actual showing of the rocky horror picture show together non-negotiable it's a pandemic i haven't been in like a couple years i went to one sometime over the summer and like you had to have like proof of vaccination and everything so like you know good safety practices in place and it was delightful. And I think, actually, Zach, you'll know that it was the Palace Theater in Albany. And it yeah, was, like, yeah. their, like, official reopening after, like, a year or something. The first thing that they had back in that theater was the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It was just, like, nice. The theater I used to go to closed during the pandemic. Like, permanently closed. Oh, which wow. It's, like, the longest-running theater in the area. I forget how long. It's, like, really old. Um... That's and it was so like sad. run down like there were all these like roped off seats that were broken that they never bothered to fix they had four theater cats that were just roaming around one of them had one eye oh my god yes like, you know what yeah, bothered it was, me like, why did they never do the rocky horror picture show at the riviera in geneseo i don't know that really would have been such a great venue for it yeah there was this little independent theater in the town where i went to college right on main street and it had like the perfect kind of like because they had like local music play there sometimes so it had the perfect kind of like stage that had a big screen right behind it for exactly that kind of event i don't know why they never did it and there was like a revolving door of college kids who most certainly would have been like into that yeah although a good shadow cast is rare like like I know around here they often have to get one dumb from Buffalo or something. There's one local group, but there's a local one here and they're like they're pretty good. I'm a fan. Yeah. But the time warp <laughs> just how we got on this. Right. That's a song where it's it's about a dance, but they tell you how to do the dance in the song. Kinda like the cha cha slide, you know? Yeah. Um yeah. But with the monster mash, it's like, yeah, it's all description, but they don't tell you what to do. I, I actually put a player scrutinizing them just in case I miss something. Yeah, I want to know what it is. One, I want to know what we do. And two, I want to know what the song is. Yeah. Because all they're describing is what happens when the song plays. I assume it involves the, the mashed potato. That's oh, perhaps. Or the, the kind of the Charleston moves. 
Hmm. One of Although the things I can actually do. I do know how to Charleston. In in my intense studying of the lyrics earlier, I noticed another thing that was troubling to me. Do tell. Because there's a line about Dracula that, um, I'll just read the relevant bit. He opened the lid and shook his fist and said, whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? So there's another dance. There's too many dances that we don't know. And songs that that we aren't hearing described within one song. I don't like it. Now we don't know the Monster Mash, and we don't know the Transylvania twist. I mean, I'm not going to say the song Monster Mash that we have. Like, it does bop. Like, I hear that at a Halloween party. I'm definitely going to, you know, shimmy a little bit. But, like, I want to know. I want to know what's going on within the song. I feel like things are being kept from us, and I don't love it. You can make one. I could, but I have no songwriting skill whatsoever. And I also can't really play an instrument as much as I try. I can sort of play that guitar. If you want to set the tune of the song to any handful of Black Sabbath songs, <laughs> then, then, then we're good. <laughs> that would be a copyright thing, but... It's fine. We're too small for them to care about copyright. Yeah. Just thought of a movie I forgot to mention earlier. Young Frankenstein. <gasps> yes! Oh my god, I love Young Frankenstein. That's such a great movie. I have the lyrics up over here, and it has uh, Igor in it, or Igor in Igor. it. And so I was thinking, that's that's a good one to watch this time of year. That's a great. Nope. That, that that will also be featured in my Halloween movie binge. Yeah, Mel Brooks is always appropriate, but that movie at this time of year just has the right vibe. Oh, I love that movie. Also, you know about this—the amount of times that I have tried to reference that movie in conversation. Whenever someone says "could be worse," I always think of the scene where they're digging the grave. And he's like, oh, what a disgusting job. And Igor goes, could be worse. Could be raining. And then immediate thunderclap downpour. And every time someone says, could be worse, I always say, could be raining. And no one knows what I'm talking about. I feel like that happens to me a lot where I just offhandedly quote things and people have learned to just not, like, acknowledge You used to say most excellent in class all the time. And I think I was one of the only people that ever noticed it. Like, I'm sure other people had seen that movie, but they just, like, weren't paying attention. Yeah, I say it all. I still say excellent all the time. As you should. I love Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Great movie. But, like, um, with, like, Young Frankenstein, for example, if somebody asks, like, where'd that thing go? Sometimes I'll say, what hump? And they don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) And they just learn, like, people learn to ignore me because I'm randomly quoting things all the time and they don't, like... Yeah, no. I always say could be right yeah and i don't think anyone has ever gotten it i mean you have but i think i had to point it out you get it now which i it's greatly appreciated i love mel brooks yeah yeah what a king i don't know there are a few movies i've seen more than Spaceballs. Yeah, I need to, like, make a concentrated effort to actually, like, sit down and watch every Mel Brooks movie, because the ones I've seen have been absolute delights, but I haven't, like, sat down and checked everything off of the list yet. Although I can't find History of the World Part 1 anywhere. Interesting. Hmm. I love The Producers, because that's a hilarious movie, and they also made it into a fantastic Broadway musical. Yes, yes, with, um, what's his face? Nathan Lane? Nathan Lane and Matthew, Matthew Broderick. Broderick. 
But that's like one of the most appropriate movies I could possibly think to turn into a musical. Because like, you know, the whole concept just like, obviously. I feel like this has devolved into Sarah and Bridget talk about movies they enjoy. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Zach. I'm always happy to listen. No, this is just giving me ideas. We love, to, we love to see it. Yeah, we need to get caught up it's, you, you know that feeling where you're like caught up in something and you know you should stop yourself, but it's like you can't. But then you don't. No. Yeah, and it's like, I know I should stop talking about this, but, you know. But I have and one more like, point, and then the one more point yeah. always turns into one more point. Yeah. But that it is, is like <laughs> that is the end of our questions for our um, Funky Fresh Spooky Season episode. Any fun concluding thoughts that we'd like to share about just, oh, more cats. My cat transformed! Magic. Oh. Cat. It is now a Torby. <laughs> Halloween cat magic. We love to see it. Yeah, you have like a permanent living Halloween Halloween decoration in your house. Mm -hmm. Oh, we have a black cat back at home. I love black cats. I want a black cat. And not just for Halloween reasons. I just I just like black cats. I feel like, except for Luna here, um, my pets are very Halloween themed because I have a black cat and an orange snake. Oh my so god! Yeah. Yeah. And they're, cool. they're, they're inseparable, by which I mean I can't keep Nyx away from her. But... <laughs> she just wants to watch. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess having a snake is a pretty pretty Halloween-type pet. If it's warm enough on Halloween, I might bring her out for a little while. So that, like, the trick-or-treaters can see her and stuff. I feel like that would also go kind of decently with the costume vague sandworm vibes even though she's not striped you better hope you don't run into uh for lack of a better term a karen i mean That's i'm on my property thing. yeah yeah i just see that as being some kind of thing like some parent freaking out because of the prejudice against snakes you know yeah this is true which you know is some bs yeah but anyway yeah Spooky season. This was delightful. Thank you guys for dressing up. I appreciate you attempting to share my enthusiasm, because I know I go way overboard for Halloween. Efforts were made. This is one of, like, three costumes I own, so... The fact that efforts were made at all makes me very happy. So thank you guys. This was, this was absolutely delightful, and I and hope... That when this comes out, which will be right before Halloween, everyone enjoys it and also has a great time on the actual holiday. And oh, a uh, thing I should announce now: we are skipping the, um, not the next stream. So we're gonna be talking about episode two on stream, and then we're gonna take a week off because Sunday, because Halloween is Sunday, and I assume people will be doing things, not just us, but people who might otherwise be watching us at that time so we'll be off for halloween and then the week after that the sunday after halloween we will resume with episode three of squid game so putting that out there and also uh update that on our twitch stream schedule and probably give a little twitter update on the actual day just to keep things straight but i think i think that's all of our kind of announcement type things and also next episode, we're going to have a guest for y'all at long last. 
which should be very oh, fun because it's been a red hot minute since we have since we've brought on someone who's not an official host. Yeah. So things to look forward to. All right, we will see y'all next week. Happy Halloween, everybody! This week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly, Zach Calderon, and Dr. Sarah Brooks. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your other favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at BridgetKelly98, at Zach Calderon, and at And Sarah Said. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Twitch, and join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the Acast supporter feature, or consider donating to our Patreon. Thanks for listening! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.